Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Karen Emanuel with me. Karen has been an entrepreneur for 24 years. She's the managing director of Key Production with some A-list clients, including brands such as Coca-Cola and the BBC. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for being here, Karen. Can you tell our audience what Key Production does, please? Yeah, essentially, we like to say we turn good ideas into great products. Um, we work across um, a, a whole lot of different um, industries. Uh, started basically with the music industry, so organizing um, the print and manufacturing of CDs, vinyl, DVDs, and all the print packaging um, and, and special packaging that, that goes with it. Um, and then we've branched out into all different types of industries, um, doing very specialist uh, packaging and promotional items um, for people, as you say, such as Coca-Cola, the BBC. We work with uh, a very high-end perfume company um, and, and so on and so forth and still have a very large music-based clientele as well. So how did you become an entrepreneur? What were you doing prior to starting Key Production? Uh, prior to Key, I was actually working in a music distribution company. Um, doing kind of basically what, what I'm doing now, um, but just, just with music and just for that company. Um, I'd been promoted quite quickly. I'd sort of start, started um, at the bottom as a receptionist and, and uh, risen up the ranks quite quickly to become the, the head of department. Um, and um, a new manager had come in who I'd didn't particularly see eye to eye with. He didn't like a lot of the ideas that I was putting forward to extend the department and make more money out of it. Told me that my department should be one person and a computer. Um, so I kind of asked for my redundancy and thought, well, if he thinks it's one person and a computer, um, maybe that's what I'll do. And I just set up um, on my own. Obviously, I'd done a bit of research about what clients I could get. Um, and what suppliers would give me some line of credit, <clears throat> excuse me, and support me. Um, but I, I kind of, I think I, I was very young at the time, and I just felt I had absolutely nothing to lose. And if I didn't go for it, I wouldn't. Yeah, if, if it, sorry, if it didn't work out, um, it wouldn't matter because I could just go and get another job. So, and and as you say, that was 24 years ago. Yeah, uh, that was back in 1990, right? Yeah. So talk about some of the fears of, of starting a business because, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it was your first business, right? Uh, That's correct. What were you afraid of? What were your, some of your concerns? I think probably being that young and having nothing to lose, my concerns were probably slightly less than they've got as I've got older. Um, I think fa failure is something, obviously, I think a lot of people are scared of. Um, and I'm, I'm very stubborn. So I, I really need to, I need to see something become a success and I'll try incredibly hard to, to do it. Um, I think I was afraid of not being taken seriously, um, partly because of my age. And partly, I was entering what was then and still is in the UK quite a male-dominated industry, 
And and so I thought people wouldn't actually realise that I was good at what I did and that I knew what I did did and wouldn't actually give me a chance. So, um, tell me a little bit about. Uh, can you give me an example of not being taken seriously when you were, you know, starting this business, either as a woman or just as a young entrepreneur? Oh yeah, I mean I have. People who either rang me up or came into the office, obviously it was a very small office, and they'd come in and see me and ask to speak to my boss. <laughs> and I'd be going, uh, I am her. Um, people basically intimating that I couldn't have done this by myself and that my father had paid for his daughter to have a kind of you know, a, a career that, that, that she wanted in the music industry or, or, or something like that. And, and, and there was quite, quite a lot of that. And it, it actually meant that, that certainly when I first started, I had a reputation for being very hard and quite unfriendly. So did you get angry at people if somebody would say, well, there's no way you could fulfill my order or something like that? What, what, what was your reaction normally? Um, I, not so much with the clients, because I think that would have chased the clients off, but certainly with the suppliers. Um, and, and, you know, and, and with people that did have the attitude of, you know, is, you know where is your boss? I'd, I'd kind of be... be Angry in his, like, I am her sort of way, but then try to kind of break the atmosphere a little bit so that they still continue talking to me and then would believe in me. And so when, uh, you know, to, to kind of fight this, uh, did you try to come up with like a, a system or maybe like a list of credentials or some other way to convince people that, yeah, yeah, I'm young and and you know I'm a woman. I'm new at this or whatever it is, and but 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 I can do it. And th these are the reasons why I can do what you need done. I think I used obviously my experience that I've had before in my previous company, and I could cite having worked with some sort of well-known acts and have produced sort of good work for them. Um, to be able to show that, that I was able to do it. And I think if people actually engaged with me um, for a while, they could see that my knowledge was good. And you know, I knew what I was talking about. I knew the intricacies. Um, I, I, I could talk the talk, as it were, because I'd taken the time, obviously, in my previous job, to know everything inside out and to have a working knowledge of the, the mastering processes, the print processes, um, so that once you actually were able to engage, you knew what I was about. And so did you find that that worked with most people, that you, know, you started talking with them and, and shared the experience that you have, that you would, change, you would be able to change most people's minds, or, or, or did it not work? I think it, it changed with... A lot of people. I worked a lot with a lot of independent companies um, at first and in fact still do. And I think a lot of the companies that I did work with um, have had more open minds than a lot of corporates would have done. So I actually sort of pitched um, the products or, or the fact that I, I, could, I could do this work to the companies that I knew would be a bit more open minded and like minded. So can you, do you still remember your first customer with They're Guy? still my customer now, yes, absolutely. 
And how was how 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 did that happen? How did you land that first customer? Okay, the, well, the first customer I suppose was a little bit of a cheat because that was why. Well, that that helped me set up the business, so I'm for, forever thankful to them. Um, it, it was a company that I was dealing with um, at my previous company, um, and I, I sort of got on very well with them. And before I left my old company, I had actually called round a few of the people that I was dealing with and sort of said if I was to set up on my own, if I could give you an account, if I could give you very personalized service, you know what I can do, um, you know, would you be willing to go with me? Um, and these guys said yes. And what's more, they offered me some space in their office. So I was kind of working. I, I knew that the amount of work that they were able to give me would just about feed me, um, as well as me obviously giving them a very good deal. Um, so so that, that was kind of a real good way for me to start the business because I knew at least I, I wasn't going to be on the streets, as it were. Um, so, go on, sorry. Uh, so, no, it's okay. But why do you think they took the chance? Do you think it's because of your personal connection or were you that convincing that, uh, you know, it's better for them to deal with you than the other company? Um, I, I hope I, I, I was convincing. They knew that I knew what I knew that I was talking about. They knew they could get a better price. Yeah, and possibly it helped that that other company was going through a lot of changes. Quite soon after I left, um, the other company actually um, um, went into receivership. I think there's probably a different word for it over there. Bankruptcy, um, I think. They, 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 yeah, so, so they they went into a lot of trouble and they now no longer exist and, and, and didn't soon after I left. And I think maybe the people realizing that knew they had to sort of, you know, change the way they did things and look elsewhere. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I hit, hit it lucky there, I suppose. But there, there's a lot to be said for, in some ways of setting up a company in, in a recession, which it was when, when I started. Did you benefit from that company going out of business? Were you able to land any of the clients uh, that they have? Um, I've, I've benefited over time extraordinarily from there. Um, yes, I landed some of the clients that were working with me. Not only that, um, the company, the elements of the company restarted as another company a while later. And that company, because they knew of me and they knew what I was doing, were able to give me a lot of work and actually helped me a lot. You know, that, 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 it was a lot of work in, in fairly early stages, so that helped me grow. Um, they, then, yeah, they then went through their own problems. But there's been factions of the music industry from the first company I worked with that have ended up all over the place in the music industry still, and I get a lot of their work from, from all over the place. So, yes, yes, every, every, a lot of the contacts that I made right at the very beginning have, have served me all the way through. So let's talk about the early days a little bit. What were the most effective ways to grow your business? Um, at first, I grew organically, absolutely organically, and by networking, networking, networking. Um, I just got out there a lot. I was never in. 
Um, thankfully, again, you know, we're taking the music industry as a, as a different industry to, to all the ones that I'm in now, but that's very easy for me. I love music. I was out at shows every night. I made sure I talked to everyone. I made sure I went to any conferences that were about um, and, and that people, by, by sort of knowing you and talking to you and you appearing at their shows time and time again, they build up a trust. They, they realize that you, you know what you talk about. You're interested in, in what you're seeing. And so rather than go to somebody else, they'd come to me. Um, so, and so I organically, I got recommend, a lot of recommendations, a lot of networking, and at the beginning, organic growth. And so compare that today, uh, you know, 24 or so years later, how is your marketing uh, and, and, you know, business development different from, from the way it was in the early years? Um, well, I, um, I've, I've made two acquisitions um, and I'm always looking for other possible acquisitions. So that, that's certainly um, growing the business. Um, like that, so so that's different. Still networking, although I tend to not network as much myself, but get other people to go out. Um, obviously, a lot of the um, sort of social media side of things has grown um, an awful lot. I've, I've I always try to kind of keep a little bit ahead of the game, see what's happening around me and try to be an early adopter of anything that I can see that, that will help the business grow. Can you give an example of that over the years when you were kind of looking ahead and then it paid off? I can give you some examples when it didn't so much. <laughs> that would be great too, actually, because I don't want people to think that everything is a winner, you know? <laughs> um, well, I've obviously, again, I'm talking a lot about music because because that has been, you know, a, a, a lot of the, the companies sort of, you know, up and down growth. Um, I, at one point, I set up a sync company, which was um, a little too early. So that I saw, I saw sync, which is when um you've got you've got some music and you license it for a tv program or a movie um and you get paid for them to use it, it it's very prevalent these days you know all advertising movies um and and shows you'll hear um music playing and the bands get get paid for that and they get that that's a lot of their income these days but i i set it up before it it was such a, a big way of getting income and I kind of set it up too early so it's become a very big thing but when I set it up it wasn't and it was just a bit too early in its life cycle um, another thing that I, I did as well was I looked at um, digital music because obviously people don't buy all physical anymore a lot of it's turned to digital so I invested in a um, digital digital company hoping that I could then find some way of my company that produces physical goods to offer digital. But what, what I realized was we're good at what we do and, and my staff are good at what, what we do and people come to us because we're good at what we do, not because we do something else. So the sort of lessons that I've, I've learned there has, has been obviously, you know, to do what you're good at. Um, and then things that, that I have, have worked is 
um, we were the first sort of company of our type really to sort of get into to social media, to start tweeting. I've, I've, I don't even know if many of the other companies that, that are our competitors um, have a rounded ability to do what we do. I hire somebody and they specifically do our, you know, our Facebook, um, our Twitter, our Pinterest, Google circles. And, you know, we, we try and keep talking to our customers. We try to make them realize that you know, in, in, beforehand it was me going out to shows that made our customers realize that we really loved what we did and trust us and come to us. Now it's more about being in the right places out in, in the cloud and talking to the right people there, um, as well as also going to the shows and, and everything. So, so you know, I think we built that a lot earlier, which has put us in good stead for people to come to us knowing um, that we know what we're talking about again. So can you give me an example of, for example, Twitter, how your company is using it? Um, we, <laughs> that's a very good question. I, don't I mean, know. is it for networking? Is it for selling? Is it, it for, I mean, what, what, is, what is your primary objective with it? It's to be visible to people. It's to show that we're interested in the things that our clients are also interested in it's to show that we're knowledgeable about things that our clients are interested in so that they can then so that we're then trusted by the clients or, or prospective clients by prospective clients to come to us and by the clients that we've already got we're kind of giving them free publicity by talking about all the stuff that they're doing as well so it's kind of like a value-added service to the clients that we already have and um, becoming trusted to the clients that we hope we will have one day. How did how did the changes in the music business uh, impact your business? Even if I think about like maybe the biggest change, which is downloading music, yeah. as opposed to going over and buying CDs or whatever it is, the format. Uh, what what was the impact on your business uh, of all that? Well, I mean, quite quite big in in a way that you know we used to um for example produce loads and loads of cd singles and you don't do any of them now and we were doing millions and to nothing um so it, it was a, a a big impact um and i had to change the way the company was structured during that um at the beginning as i say i tried to get into digital to see if i could then sort of jump onto what was happening to help the company in other ways. Um, but what we found, well, oh, and the other thing I did was acquire a company that's not, that's not in music, that, that works with a lot of other creative companies so that we can actually widen what we do and widen the amount of creative packaging and the type of creative packaging that we do. So what's happened is, is there, was a, there was a downturn and there was, there was a, it was a steady downturn year on year um, until both the acquisition and what's also happened now is that a lot of music companies, well, there's two things that's happened. Vinyl has exploded through the roof you can't actually physically get vinyl um pressed quick enough or enough of it there, there's there, it takes months 
where it used to take days um, because there isn't enough capacity in the world and that's just growing and growing and growing and growing so obviously that that's had a great positive impact um, and also people people still like to touch and hold things and people are willing to pay a big price for it so rather than us producing hundreds of thousands millions of of very simple CD in a plastic box, we're producing less of a CD and a vinyl and a T-shirt and, and a signed photo and a lenticula and something very special in a beautifully packaged box, which could be metal or wooden or have you know, loads of aspects to it. So, so we're making kind of much more highly valued products with much higher margins at each end that the consumer wants to have because they're a fan of that particular group. So so the market's sort of you know changed and, and we've tried to change with it by being able to offer how it's changed. So sense. now it's more about a, a, like a gift experience as opposed to a commodity CD manufacturing, yeah, if I understand it's correctly. Yeah, it's still both. It's still, again, I think you know, UK and US are slightly different. Um, but yeah, we still, there's still a lot of CDs sold, CD albums, not singles, but CD albums as a commodity that, that people, of fans still want. But there's also a huge market now for much more specialist product. So, I mean, a lot of companies went out of business as the music industry changed. How how did you manage to stay in business? And 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 uh, you know, add to that that you have grown your business. Uh, so, what what do you think is uh, what do you think are the things that you did right? Um, I have a fabulous staff. I have a very knowledgeable staff. I have a well-known brand um, within the, 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 the realms of, of, where, you know, of, of, of where I sit. Um, I think rather than, rather than panicking, I try to look forward, as I say, with, with the acquisition. Um, and I think um, in recession and in, in difficult times, it kind of... I don't know if you have this phrase over there when you sort out the wheat from the chaff. Um, basically, a lot of the, the companies that aren't that good and aren't that strong that have managed somehow and nobody knows how, they, they go because really they weren't all that good in the first place. Whereas I think, you know, someone that, that's, that, that was always strong and is willing to change with the times and look to how to change and be quite bullish about sort of looking at it, you know, you, you look at it, you could try to look at it as a positive. You try to find all the positive things about the changes that you can make to get more rather than sticking your head in the sand and going, oh, woe is me, isn't it terrible? Yeah, you, so, you, I mean, uh, what is your process? Because I think, and, and I have talked to, I, I interviewed uh, a business fairly recently where they went through a couple of recessions and, uh, you know, after the recession, they came out winning. You know, they actually, you know, the recession hurt them badly. But after the recession, they were able to recover and a lot of their competitors went out of business. So what, what do you think? Is it, is it certain systems in place uh, that makes a difference? And you also mentioned that you haven't panicked which, you know, it sounds really, you know, interesting to me. Um, what is, what is in specifically that, you know, is it, is, 
you know, is it really top of mind every day when you run the business that, you know, well, we see a trend that is not the right way and, you know, what do we need to do about this yeah, kind of thing? Or, or how, how do you process that? No, absolutely. If I see, I, I'm, I'm very aware of how the company's doing at any time. Um, I, I can't believe the amount of entrepreneurs that don't know where their accounts are at. I've always known where my accounts are at, how I'm doing, what's happening, and I'm looking at trends, and I'm looking at trends in the business. And when it's like when I see a competitor um, try, that I'm coming up against all the time, when I see something's happening in the marketplace, when I can see that the, the, the marketplace is going down, I, I, yes, I absolutely go, what can I do to reverse this? What can I do to make it better? How can I do this to, to, to change things in order to, to keep at the top? You have now uh, 30 employees, right? Yeah. What do you look for in people when you hire? What, what, are, what are the characteristics that are really, really important to you? Um, I think they've got to believe, <laughs> believe in the company ethic. Um, or the ethics and how we are and how we always have been. Um, Hardworking, dedicated, passionate. Um, you can't, they don't always have to know the processes um, that, that, that we have, you know, have, how things are printed, how things are made, because you can teach that. Um, but it's, it's kind of the, the way the person is and, 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 and the, the, the passion that they show for it. Um, and, and, you know, and obviously, you know, intelligence, but I say that quite loosely, I don't look for people that have got great exams or anything like that, um, but people that show they've got an aptitude to be able to learn, to be willing to learn. Um, yeah, and obviously, you know, this day and age, you have to know your way around a computer. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess that, that, that's what I'm looking for. I think I'm quite a maverick in the way that I've always done business. I, I never got taught how to do business, so I've just kind of done it as as I've gone along. So so my first staff tended to be people that I knew or friends of friends, um, but that I knew had those qualities. So, so grown up with me, really, I suppose. So. Uh... Your business approximately what is the what is your revenue uh, uh, right now approximately? Uh, God's dollars. Uh, you can use pounds. We, if uh, somebody <laughs> is interested, you, they can figure it out. <laughs> um, it's about I think it's going to be about eight million this year. So I mean that that's fantastic. Most businesses never even get to a million. So how do you do? You remember how long it took you to get to the first million? No. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's a long time ago. I'm getting old. So, did did you how did did you look at your business by revenue? Is that is that important to you? What what does uh, what does it, it mean it, to you to make this much money if, with your business? I'm not making that much money. That's what I'm turning over. The bottom line is the important line to look at always. Yeah, you you could be yeah. Over I mean, it's not profit. I mean, we understand that it's it's not profit. <laughs> it's it's just a turnover or revenue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I think you know, you you've got to you know to, to me look it, it yeah it's great to turn over that much. Um, but but what's important is that you're making money. 
at the, at the end of it, um, that, that all the staff are being paid and remunerated, that you can afford to put in new things as you grow. I, I need to change my computer system. If you need to move, move offices, if you need to get more staff to continue the growth. So you've got to make sure that, that, that um, at the bottom line, you've always got enough to make sure that you continue forward. So, so what are the key metrics that you look at every month that are that to you, uh, you know, tell you that your business is doing well? Um, over, I look at all the overheads, um, and I actually look look at each line of the overheads to see if some are going higher than they should be compared to other months and compared to previous years. Um, I look at our profit margins, obviously our gross profit margins, to make sure that they're in a region that I know that they should be. Obviously, they vary from customer to customer. But I also look at all the specific customers' profit margins to see if some are particularly low. And if they're particularly low and we're spending a lot of time on them, then you've actually got to look at that customer and go, is that customer really worth the amount of time being spent on them for the amount of money we're getting from them? Um, and then, so, yeah, and then sort of balance it all out right down to the bottom to, to see what we're making, um, where our break even is, because obviously the, the, the more staff you have, the higher your break even is, um, and to make sure that that's being hit at the time, you know, each time. And if, you know, if, if, if one of the client's turnover drops, you know, why is it dropping? Are they going somewhere else? Is their business dropping? Are they in trouble? You know, obviously, I, I look at um, without my credit controller, I'm making sure that um, no one's over too many days over on payments. Lots of things, really. I, I have I have very detailed accounts because I do want to, although I'm not involved in the day to day running of the company, I do want to drill down and see what's going on. So you know, it's so that I can see how I can develop it in the future. Do we have enough money to make another acquisition? You know, we're getting, you know, everyone's getting a bit tense at work because there's not enough staff. Can we afford another member? What, what level should they be at? You know. So you just mentioned that you're not involved with the day-to-day running of your business. What do you think is the best uh, value in terms of your time? Where, where do you need to focus on this, this stage of your business? Um, how I'm going to take it forward, what I'm going to do in the future, but yeah, what's happening around me, um, and and so what do you do? What do you do? Uh, uh, what do you do? You read? Do you meet people? I mean, what is the, what are some of the activities? Uh, well, at the moment, I'm on a, um, a Goldman Sachs 10,000 Businesses course, um, which is kind of refreshing. What I didn't know that I knew. Um, and also just making me think about things differently. I'm looking at the structure of the business, um, how each department runs, um, you know, how each, each part of it runs and how we can make Can you share maybe a, a big mistake that was a really good learning experience uh, that our audience could learn from as well? Uh, I have been too open even though i think it's a good quality of mine i have been too open and honest in the past um and with whom um with what i thought was a potential client i've done it twice you thought i would have learned um (laughs) 
and they took the information they gained they gained from me in order to basically set up something themselves not quite in competition to me but set up a department within <coughs> um, their company that did what I did okay so not that it not that it's a bad thing to be honest and open because I you know I, I, I am and I sleep at night um, but that I went a little bit too far there <coughs> and I what? think also the, go sorry, ahead go ahead no please go ahead I was going to say also, also the, the other things is possibly um, trying to set up other businesses that I wasn't so familiar with that, yeah, I thought I could do everything and sometimes it's better to concentrate on what you know best. I know some entrepreneurs won't say that because a lot of sort of serial entrepreneurs go from one thing to another to another, but I'm, I'm more of a, a lifestyle entrepreneur I absolutely love what I do um and I'm kind of, I'm in it for life I don't want to sell up or, or or anything like that you know I just want to I want to continue and continue being successful and continue to grow so for you does it work better to go deep within your industry as opposed to try to go wide and uh you know you know try to get into some other areas um <laughs> Yes, yes, no. I mean, I'm, we're obviously, I'm going into other areas um, with the acquisition, but it's 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 different types of customer, but it's still a very similar thing that we do. So rather than than doing the the music product, we're making other product, and it's very much specialist packaging based. So it, it it's it's. So I'd say that was deeper, but kind of slightly sideways. But yes, I, I think um, a lot of yeah, a lot of businesses. If if you concentrate on on what you know and go deeper and sell more and and do things more like value add to the people that you know, you've got more of a more of a chance of success. I I, I believe there are some studies that sort of say similar things. Um, unless you go completely into something totally different or do something, turn it on its head, like um, sort of blue ocean thinking and do it so totally different that no one else has thought about it, that you, you're able to sort of grow in that way. But that, that's really quite a bold move to make. I don't know if I'm always that bold. Yeah, I mean, uh, even when I look at businesses, I mean, it's it's usually the companies that do the best are they're just tweaking products that are out there or tweaking services, but they don't really come up with like a revolutionary new idea. Um, yeah. What is the greatest high that you're you're getting from owning your own business? I I I love what I I love what I do so much, and I lead a lifestyle that I never thought I would doing something that I love so much that I'd say it almost doesn't seem like work. It is really, really hard work, but, but I just get, I, I'm, I'm still really inspired. I'm still really excited. I still want to get to the next level. It doesn't ever bore me. You know, it still gives me, I like being challenged and this gives me a constant challenge and excitement. Um, yeah, I guess that's what, it. What is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, that's a really hard one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm glad um, you say that. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know whether I could say it was advice, but I think the the best thing that I ever had is the support of my friends and family to to do something that everyone thought was a bit mad. <laughs> And, and a bit silly, especially for someone that didn't have a background in it. And, and I'm, I'm one, one of the my other entrepreneurial things is, is I set up um, a, a sustainable hotel in Nicaragua. And again, that was you know completely off the wall. I'd never done anything like that before. Um, but you know, with the support of, of friends and family who actually said, "Come on, you know, you, you're you're not stupid. You have thought things through. You know, this is something." good do it yeah without that i would never have have, have sort of done anything in the first place if uh if somebody in your family or or a friend came to you that currently had a job but hated it and wanted to become an entrepreneur seeing your success what would be the first thing that you would teach that person if they if they came for help that they that you would think they would need to know to 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 set them on the right course to succeed as an entrepreneur Get a good accountant. Um, be passionate. Make make sure you're willing to put time, energy, passion. Make sure that you love what you're doing, um, and you know that you can do it well. Um, and go for it. But yeah, get a, get a good accountant, and followed probably quickly by a good lawyer. <laughs> Well, Karen, thank you so much for coming on Success Harbor today to share your uh, story, uh, being an entrepreneur for 24 years. How can people either connect with you or find out more about your business? Um, well, the business is, the website is www.keyproduction.co.uk. Um, and uh, I'm happy for anyone to email me. And the email is Karen, K-A-R-E-N, at keyproduction, no S, dot co, dot UK. So, Karen, thank you very much. And everybody out there, uh, be sure to check out keyproduction.co.uk and uh, say hi to Karen. Again, thank you very much. And thank you. It's been a pleasure. Wish you much success. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye.